folks. Grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskies present Tales of the Trophies, the Big Ten's greatest rivalries, and boys, turn on boys to men. End of the road, baby. College football season's wrapping up, and here we are with our, our last trophy of season one. It's very, very bittersweet feeling here. You know, it's hard to believe we've been doing this for 17 weeks now. So it's like, it's a, it's kind of a good thing to wrap it up, but also sad just because yeah, this is the end of season one and college football is really uh, almost done here. Can't it's believe a great it. Year. I mean, just, a, just a whirlwind of a season. You know, it, it always surprises me how fast the college football season goes by. Like it's you, I feel like just yesterday I was watching Ohio state and Minnesota kick us off. And now here we are come to the end of the road yeah i can't let go uh, uh yeah i, I it's mean so natural it's know? it's been it's uh yeah it's been and it's in a great college football season i don't know that anybody uh especially the way that the playoff has gone the last three or four years you know you have the same three out of four teams the usual and, uh, suspects right and this year we we finally got a, a shake up here and it's uh, it's been a very fun a and bit, exciting year. A little bit of a shakeup, yeah. Just yeah. just enough. Even though two of the teams are very consistent, it's just enough of a shakeup that's like, okay, I'm into this. Like, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially. I mean, we can get into this a little bit later, but especially after a couple of these championship games, whatever preconceived notions we might have had going into this weekend, you know, I feel like you kind of have to take a step back, and maybe it isn't as. Uh, clear cut as mm-hmm. maybe we had all once mm-hmm. thought it was indeed indeed well at least with one of the games with uh, yeah well yeah yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> with at least one of them or at yeah. least just the the tournament itself like i feel like there was there's three teams that maybe have a real case here versus one which we thought was the case weeks that's ago a, that's so. a rude thing to say about georgia but okay <laughs> um all right so why don't before we get into our championship weekend recap why don't we talk about what we are drinking for the last time here so joe why don't you uh why don't you let us know <clears throat> okay boys and girls um this men and women probably more appropriate for the drink <laughs> section. Uh, this week, we we were talking as a group, and we've pretty much run out of ideas. We got lazy. Uh, I got lazy, and we've got nothing. So I asked Mike, what do you want to drink? This week, we have a Pennsylvania school featured in our trophy. So I asked Mike what he wanted to drink as uh, as his special week. So he all he gave me was rye. So, <laughs> so we're not drinking just straight rye. Uh, so we, I found a, a drink that has zero connection to this rivalry, this trophy. Uh, we just went straight up rye for Mike and well, we were able to, EJ and I both have a, a Pennsylvania rye whiskey. So that's why we were able to, to pull from that. So yeah, and, and my, I have tin cups, so that doesn't really relate at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the drink we have is called ward eight, um, our Bostonian fan base, all, uh, a couple hundred of you guys might, might be aware of this. Uh, it's two ounces rye, half ounce lemon juice, half ounce orange juice, two teaspoons of grenadine, and then you garnish with cherries, maraschino cherries. So it's it's a it's supposed to be like a kind of a take on a whiskey sour, um, but kind of with natural ingredients instead of like a sour mix or or uh, an actual sour. Yeah. So uh, in the in the 
actual recipe that I sent you guys, the drink is orange, pretty orange. It's like a neon almost. Mine here is like almost like a red. I think the grenadine took over a little bit and I, I made it just how it said, the right amounts and everything. So we'll see how it tastes, but All right, should we try it out? Let's do it. Cheers, boys. Cheers to it. Definitely get the rye. Yummy. So this is interesting. So just kind of on um, theme here with procrastinating and not really coming up with a good idea. I realized I thought I had grenadine. I did not. Well, let's, so let's, 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 it's a good idea. Like, let, oh yeah, it's, it's, a, it's was, a good it was, idea. Well, it wasn't procrastination. It was no, more sorry. Of, there just wasn't. The juices. I, originally, juices I was right going to try and go with a, a beer. I mentioned it to EJ. Yeah. I was thinking about going with like the, the Yingling Hershey's combo Ooh, that, yeah 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 but we end up with this someone yes. someone suggested rye so here we are I, i'm not complaining no no yeah, no this is this good. is good so sorry i i didn't mean to belittle the effort here i guess on on my end here especially with you know um the the, the sleep situation and being back to work uh this you talking about some, sleeping naked yes mm-hmm. um I, uh, I thought I had grenadine from a past uh, cocktail uh, when, when I had people over. It, I did not. So I had to improvise. And I, uh, I have some crystal light packets that are fruit punch. Nice. There you so, go. I mean, it's Flash kind of back to the Kool-Aid week. Right. Red, red sugar uh, to add in here. So I don't know. I mean, ultimately, like you guys had mentioned, like it, it's very um, you have the lemon, you have the citrus, and then you have the rye. So I feel like you know, I don't know how much of the grenadine you're really going to pull out beside the color anyway, but um, it, mine tastes pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can really the rye is coming through, I think, yeah. just because of I don't know, it, it's kind of light on everything else. Mm-hmm. Like it's only half ounce of orange juice, half ounce of lemon juice, not very much. And the grenadine is barely anything. Uh, so see, think, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I don't need oh. like a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff messing with the taste of the whiskey itself, you know? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I just I was surprised that the rye came through so much. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And no. uh, I was just gonna say, uh, Mike and I, we we said that we have a Pennsylvania rye. I might as well shout out the uh, distillery because it's one of my favorites. It's really awesome, and I recommend anyone take the uh, tour, uh, the the paid tour kind of thing. But it's a uh, Wiggle Whiskey, and it's in uh, downtown Pittsburgh in the um, Strip District. Uh, it's it's really great. Um, Wiggle, it's named after a, a guy that uh, very few people realize that uh, Western Pennsylvania was kind of a boon for whiskey back in the day. Uh, a and, boon. I like yes. that. I like that descriptor. Yes. And it was very important. Uh, you know, Washington, uh, General Washington, I, was, I think he was probably the president by then. Um, the, the, you have the whole whiskey rebellion, which had a lot to do with uh, Western PA and people being upset about the. Uh, whiskey tax at the time, but it has a lot of rich history. Um, whiskey does in Western Pennsylvania. It's actually uh, where Jim Beam started. And then once the whiskey rebellion kind of happened, a lot of that stuff moved down to Kentucky. Um, but it's a very cool tour. Wiggle himself, I can't think of what his first name was, uh, was a person. Yes. And he punched a tax collector in the face one time. And I nice. think that's awesome. Um, so I highly recommend you guys take that <clears throat> tour. Um, if you're can, ever in Pittsburgh, Back up a second. I've never even heard of this, and I've yes. been to Pittsburgh a ton. Is the distillery called Wiggle or just the yeah. actual? Yes. Okay. So it's just called Wiggle. Wiggle with one G. W I G. Single G. Huh. Yes. Oh, yeah, I never Single heard of G. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right. 
Huh. I, I recommend if you want to have a nice whole Saturday, you go to Wiggle Whiskey and you take that tour and then you head over to Penn Brewery and take that tour. And there's um, you have to do it in that order because liquor before beer. You're in the clear. In the clear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's uh, there's another. It's like a, a Belgian uh, brewery that popped up. I forget the name of it. It's it's escaping me right now. I don't think it's downtown. It's a little bit further out. Um, but I think I'm going to go there at some point over the next couple of weeks because it's supposed to be very good. I checked their food menu. It looks pretty good too. So hmm. there's, there's a bunch of like, I want to try to, there's like a Pittsburgh sandwich food truck that I follow them on Instagram because their sandwiches always look so freaking good. And I need to try to um, track them down over the holidays. What's and- the radius? They, uh, they reach DC. No, I wish, dude. I wish. Yeah, I'll, I'll share some of the things. Do they get like a Nashville hot chicken sandwich? They got like a... Maybe we can uh, post it on our story. Steak and, uh, steak and cheese. Yeah, it's it looks... Uh, if I go there, if I track it down, I will definitely post it. Yeah, let's do it. But Okay. You guys uh, ready to talk about championship weekend? As ready as I'll ever be. So this is it, guys. This is, this is some of our final times to talk about this. Um, so... I just have this in order in which the games happened, um, same as last week. So let's just start off with uh, the Pac-12 championship, Oregon-Utah. Surprised the hell out of me. I really thought Oregon getting a second chance in a neutral site uh, would be able to, uh, you know, exact revenge. And, I mean, Utah just kind of has their number this year. You got to wonder if Mario Cristobal's mind was across the country. He was uh, you know, warmer weather forward to, uh, to some warmer climates. Yeah. And uh, I saw something play <laughs> on the internet uh, that Brian Kelly has to be fuming when he saw Mario Cristobal in his press conference start speaking Spanish. <laughs> He's like, you know, because all Brian Kelly has is a shitty fake Southern accent. My family. Can, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The <laughs> Whereas, difference is that's like, when I'm done authenticity you know Cristobal's born and raised in miami went yeah to miami. right right he can I think, yeah. yeah but i think kelly said he stayed at a holiday holiday and express that night oh that's oh, right okay. that's right he <laughs> shout uh, out he holiday is, and express he has been to popeyes yeah he got yes, the chicken tenders <laughs> um yeah I, I this this game surprised me i lost money on it um is yeah. anything that kind of stood out to you guys uh you know it's just for the history repeating itself i feel like yeah like my sports book uh, stood out to me because there's nothing quite as defeating as setting up a parlay for the weekend. And it was some Friday, so you just mm. got, you just got to run <laughs> Great that start. Way back. Yeah, I actually did hit on because uh, I I really thought Oregon was going to cover, so I, I redid a lot of those parlays, and two of them hit uh, without nice. Oregon, obviously. So thanks to uh, to Michigan as uh, as one of those teams. You you learned your lesson last week. No, I sure did. I sure, actually, I, I learned. I think I learned when they played Western Michigan and they were like favored by 20 and they covered. And I'm like, well, okay. Well, all right. that one's tough. I mean, it's the first game. So it's like, well, you don't know what to expect really. Yeah. It, it must not have been Western Michigan. It must've been, it was like the third game. Mm. It was the second time they were favored by double digits and Harbaugh historically did not have a good record. I mean, horse histor- yeah. Well that, and historically that, and then against ranked teams. So that's kind of, hopefully this is, this isn't an outlier as we go forward. Yeah. Right, really. Um, 
Yeah, I, I did the same thing as you did, Mike. But unfortunately, the next day, the next game, if we kind of just want to move on to that one, um, kind of set me 0-2. So I kind of was like, <laughs> I'm not going to reset any of these other uh, parlays. And yes, the the Pac-12, uh, the Big 12 championship, Oklahoma State, Baylor. I took Okie State. I thought Gundy and uh, his new haircut was going to pull through. And that game was honestly terrible to watch. It was just turn after turnover after turnover both sides neither team really wanted to win i will say it had one of the most memorable endings but yeah. uh it was it was a rough game to get through because neither team really wanted to to pull away or you know to catch up see I, for me it was exciting because i spent the first part of that game cooking and then i brought the food to yeah to you were at my house for the beginning house. of the second half i think and i saw that incredible interception as I was meeting your daughter and uh, that where it was tipped up yeah. by the OK state receiver yep. and then tipped again, it went out the back of the Baylor player. And then the Baylor, I think linebacker came over and the bear and picked it off. Yeah. The bear. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I thought it was, and then when I saw it, your house, EJ was exciting too. I was like, this is a great game. So I'm well, surprised that the, the thing that got me is I think right when you were there, I dropped 25 bucks on Baylor minus eight and a half. They were crushing them. It was oh, going yeah. into half. It was what twenty-one to like three or something. Uh, so I took them minus eight and a half. The whole second half was okay. State Baylor didn't even score in the second half. That's Not even a field goal. Yes. So I, I ended up losing. I took Baylor and lost. You took okay State and lost. Like yeah. I took that game Baylor was tough. Money line pregame. So okay, I nice. Was At least bigger. somebody, one of us won. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I it held was... it down for the squad. I, I just, it was one of those games where you had, um, they had talked about it the first time they, they played each other that, um, Sanders, the quarterback for Oklahoma state had a bad game. And I think he threw two or three picks in the first matchup, but Baylor only kicked field goals on those turnovers. And that's mm -hmm. uh, allowed Oklahoma state to, to win, even though they had turnovers and this game was just groundhogs day, but Baylor scored touchdowns in that first half yeah. and really distanced themselves. Yeah, that quarterback looked great in the first half and the second half, he was just missing. Right. And then it's just Oklahoma. I, I don't know. I guess for me, if, if, uh, if an opposing quarterback throws four interceptions, it probably shouldn't come down to the last play of the game. Right. Um, Lamar Jackson. Right. It's just, it, it was crazy. And then of course they had twice Oklahoma state had first and goal and didn't get points and, uh, and ended up going first, second, third, then the fourth down play, just mono a mono race to the pylon dive. Usually, usually those are easy runs in like you can't catch them. Yeah, yeah. That, I give that that uh, corner or whatever it was credit. Yeah, yeah. That, and even the dive was a good dive because then what ends up happening is sometimes like a knee comes down before mm -hmm. the full extension. That dude fully extended and kept all body parts off. He just was literally an inch short. If he was an inch taller, he would have that nose of that football hits the pylon and it's. Game it over. was it was Friday Night Lights. It was the ending <laughs> to Friday Night Lights, and it was just like, oh, man, like that's unfathomable sadness right there. Like that's regret for. <laughs> I hate to say it, I'm gonna sound harsh. That's regret for the rest of your life. Like you know how sometimes yeah. you're in the middle of the, you're like you're trying to fall asleep, and then you think about something embarrassing that you did like three years ago that like really is not that big of a deal. Like you said, like you it's know, not in front of the whole country. Yeah, you said like you too, whatever the movie theater like ticket taker is like enjoy your movie and you're like you too. And then you think about that 
and you're like embarrassed, like that guy has to think about that and just, yeah, I cost my team a shot at the playoff. Well, I cost my team. See what I will say though, that can at least make him sleep better and we can transition to the next game is I don't think that would have mattered, unfortunately for them anyway, because mm. what they needed to happen was Georgia to win and they sure mm-hmm. didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a chance. I think that the, the committee would have been a tough, tough spot if Oklahoma state had won. Cause you have to, then you're making a statement that the big 12 is be- better than the American athletic conference, right? Yeah. Which isn't a hard thing to do, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that would have been a tough decision and the committee is probably the happiest of everyone that that touchdown didn't happen because then yeah. they didn't have to make the hard decision. And, you know, uh, yeah. I think given what happened in the, the sec championship, I think Oakey state would have had to have beaten Baylor handily to justify moving them above Cincinnati who was undefeated ended yeah. up and we can get to that too, you know, one pretty handily. I feel like it, it would have been, they really would have had to have beaten Baylor pretty convincingly. Yeah. So I just, I mean, obviously you would have still loved a PAC 12 championship would have loved um, a better New York six uh, bowl, but yeah, just to soften it on the kid here. You know? I will say after Baylor money line hit, I went ahead and bet on Bama. I hadn't made my decision until that game ended. And, uh, Let's- Let's not forget these guys are making a bunch of money now, so I don't feel too bad for them. That's true. I, and I am. Uh, 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 yeah, like three kids out of each team. I don't think this. I'm guessing that is, guy makes makes some money in Stillwater. I, hey. I don't. I don't know who's who's paying for nil out in Stillwater. Hey. Listen, Bama's kicker Boone himself, Barry Sanders, Podiatry, podiatrist office so there you I'll go say, i think i think the only big name sponsor they have is whoever the stadium's named after i remember looking that up one day i don't know why but i don't know if that dude's even alive so i don't or day at work <laughs> yeah but uh, all right georgia alabama uh basically alabama was like okay running the ball is a bad we're idea. gonna we're gonna play today so we're not gonna run the ball and we're gonna use this amazing guy that also likes to target people named Jameson Williams. And that Wait, was target uh, people. How do you target people on offense? Uh he likes to do it on special teams. Oh, he plays special teams. Yeah. Yes, yes. Gunner, he's, baby. He's, he's but you know what? EJ, as much shit as you gave him for getting ejected for targeting, and why the hell do you have him this gunner? He made an incredible punt coverage play early on in that game against Georgia. Yes. I'm not saying that kid's not talented, but the risk reward. Of That's why you put him out, out there, there, baby. No, I'm pretty so, sure they can find someone else. That's he the loves thing five is, star kids. I, I just read an article. He loves playing special teams. Sure. He does. Yeah, you know what? You know what else you get from him and special teams. If that, someone breaks, like going for a return, punt return or something, he's going to DK Metcalf, the guy exactly. come back, chase him down exactly. 40 yards and, and save a score. I think it's very He's unnecessary. Fast. Yes. It's yes. just an unnecessary He's a He's risk. He's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but no, that game was, uh, man, I did not know who the hell I was looking at there because that offensive line looked so much different than the offensive line that played against Auburn. I mean, they were having great, great pass protection. Um, and it just, it looked like a whole different team, like on offense. It really did. You know, defense, they, they did like Will Anderson balled out. Um, you know, it was a great, um, great show by the defense too, but that offensive line looked completely different. 
which is what they should have looked like, right? Isn't isn't Neil like a yeah. top three pick? If if there wasn't two pass rushers, he'd probably be the first overall pick at left tackle. Like there's no lack of talent there. So I think yeah. their struggles were a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, and it's just kind of right. And then you look at this team and it's like that that they put together the complete game that they mm-hmm. should have done all year long, right? Mm-hmm. And it's probably because Saban told him to have fun. Uh, you well, know, he, it's a scary time. They did have fun. <laughs> he he said after the game, he said he thanked the reporters for their rat poison. I he saw said, that. Normally, the rat poison you give us is fatal, but this rat poison was yummy. What for? Like did Harbaugh give him that line? Making, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, right. For justly making them underdogs for the first time in ninety games. I mean, hey, it's man. not like. I don't think it was like too crazy of a thing to say based on what we've seen this year, you might yeah. be an underdog. Well, you know, and now too, I wonder, uh, you know, if you're Georgia, right? Like, okay. You got Stetson Bennett. Do you go back to JT Daniel? Like what, no. what, what are you doing? I don't think, I, so I don't either. think he was the I problem. No. I, I will say this. I've, I, I think I told Mike this. I didn't, um, I haven't watched a lot of Georgia games this year. Same. Uh, so, Beside that first game, and that was enough for me, <laughs> um, how miserable that first game was with Clemson. And I will say, I when I heard Stetson Bennett, I have never thought much about it. I just think of like a game manager and, and really haven't. Because I don't know. Right? Yeah, he was he was a, yeah. a walk on kid. That's he has an incredible story and in how he's gotten to where he's at. But after watching him, he is way more talented than I thought. I expected like a statue that like just threw five yard pass like a Jared Goff. You know, maybe I'm just used to seeing that on Sundays. But he was Mac Jones last night. Yeah, he was athletic, fast, um, bigger than I thought he was. Could make throws. I know he made some mistakes and all, of course. But like, I don't know. I was I was actually more impressed with him. Um, but, but again, it's not like I haven't watched a game at all. So I, I think you roll with him. I mean, I, I think I saw one yeah. JT Daniels game and that's maybe what I'm thinking of the little guy there. That's just kind of like, okay. Well, he played um, the Clemson game. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't he started. know. I like, uh, I, I liked Ben Bennett more than I thought I would. Yeah. I, you know, it's going to be interesting if they do meet again. Um, big if, um, yeah, I know yeah, since okay. he's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Since he is looking good. <laughs> Actually, they're, they're dead. They're so dead in the water. <laughs> Some kid from Cincinnati posted a, the TikTok of him stepping on an Alabama shirt at midfield at the Cincy field. Oh, he's there. Didn't go so well for Ohio good. state. No, <laughs> no, that's, that's a, that's a big mistake, my man. So. Yeah. I, I, the other thing that I kind of took away from this, and I think Joe and I have been on the same page with this, Mike, you've been reluctant because it's your team and you're close to them, but like just the plays that Bryce young makes. And again, it's not anything. He doesn't do Mahomes or Lamar he type try to do too much. He just, the way he can operate in one, he can make every throw. And then two, the way he can operate around a pocket without having to drop your eyes or put yourself like get happy feet in the pocket. Yeah. Like he sticks in it when he needs to evades it when he needs to. And then well, he's he, fast enough on, on runs if he has to, which he doesn't do very often, no, but yeah, he's that's, quick enough I was to do it. Say, yeah. He doesn't run very much. And no. I, I will say like, you know, I've been a little critical of Bryce young this year, but he looked awesome in this yeah. game. He looked really, really stinking good. He's going to look great in Honolulu blue. Yes, hey, he will. I hope so. 
I hope he I, does make it. Hey, down. you guys pass on Kenny Pickett. He comes sure. to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's and fine. No, there's you know there's zero chance because Kenny Pickett, and I was going to get to this later on, but I guess we can hit it quickly now. Uh, he needs to give the committee th- like the best gift basket, and I'm talking like Derek <laughs> hit Jeter. Up, hit up Jeter, yeah, <laughs> right. Ask gift basket because what a way to end your career and get ready for the draft yeah. than to play the worst passing defense left in the top 10 in Michigan state. I'm like, excited for that game. He's I'm gonna throw 500 yards. I think it's gonna be a, a lot. I think it's gonna be a hell of a fun game. Oh, it's gonna be a great game. I, also I think, think it could be close, but I think he's gonna have a day. I, I also think that he there's some uh some fodder for state though as well because I think he's I think he snuck into that uh Heisman slot and took it from Kenny Kenny Walker. Kenneth Kenneth Walker, sorry. <laughs> Can he? Yeah, I, I mean, you, I, you I come to my house, <laughs> you get my running back's name right. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do think it'll be a good game. I think the Spartans have a chance. I think it's a good draw for both teams. I think they're probably pretty equally matched. Um, Are you it's going? Just, uh, it's actually funny because it's in Atlanta, um, and my mom lives in mm. Georgia, and my in-laws are easy from drive Pittsburgh. Um, and our pit fans. So it's, it's crossed my mind. Don't know What's, what, happen, when is it? Is it new year's the 30th? It actually mm-hmm. is kind of nice. Oh, so we'll sh- hit that and then we'll <laughs> keep going down to Miami for the 31st. There you, there go. you go. Cause it's, it's, it's uh, the only new year's six game. Obviously it's not a new year's, but uh, on that day. Eve. So it, it gets uh prime time by itself uh, that night. So be, I I'm very excited to see that. Cause I want to see Pickett, And then I think Michigan state, I think I honestly think Kenneth Walker is going to, show up for that game because I would be pissed. Yeah. Can we talk about, about Kenny Pickett's Hezzy when we hit the Hezzy on the slide? There's, there's got to be a rule change on that, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. I, that, yep. I, he definitely took advantage of the rules. Yep. Yeah. I like it, though. I, I mean, do it while you can, but I don't think yeah, it, that, I, I, that's hey, not going to last. Yeah, I, I don't think so either, but man, it looked cool as hell. I didn't see did it live. It. Did uh, did the defensive coordinator just go nuts? I didn't. I, didn't see I was either. going nuts, so I didn't yeah. see the defensive coordinator go. Uh, yeah, I mean he's got to be in the roughs here. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Ryan Clark, uh, the ex Steelers yeah. uh, safety, tweeted today. That. He was just like, "I'm I'm gonna get targeting." Like in that case, because now if you you're gotta. safety, there's no way you can allow him the benefit of the doubt. Like he's mm-hmm. gonna get. I don't know if it's gonna be Michigan State that does it to him, but like <laughs> I don't know. That's that's. You're playing with fire when you have quarterbacks that do that. I feel like there's been a few, like Rodgers. Like, yeah, and I feel like Rodgers does it every once in a while where he will fake going down and then get really upset when he actually gets tackled and gets the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, it's that's that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah, that, yeah, it was pretty one. smooth though. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely <laughs> smooth. He's lucky he didn't like tear his ACL yeah. trying to like stop. Yeah. He's like running full speed and trying to he bend a knee quick, like though. that. He yeah. was moving after that. Um. Okay. So next next game, the the what are they? The American. That's right. Uh, Conference USA. Which one are they? Uh, American. American. Okay. Um, Houston, Cincinnati was closer to begin with, and then it just kind of Houston shot themselves in the foot a couple of times, and and then it was just kind of Cincy's um took advantage of the uh turnovers and. Then it kind of just snowballed from there. Yeah, I, I took the only thing I have on this. I took the Cougs because I thought the Momo was going to be too big for uh, for Cincy, but no, nah, it was sure shit wasn't. So. I thought they'd cover. 
Yeah, I, I, ten was a lot of yeah. ten and a half. I think was a, it's a lot. Yeah, it's like garbage time or like yeah, last minute. Yeah, you'd think they'd cover that. See, but one thing here is like it. What I will argue now is, I think if if the committee, and and I know we're probably going to get expanded uh, playoff. I know I, I think I saw something that said they wanted to do it by twenty twenty four, and that's looking shaky. I didn't see why. But if you're going to allow some of these group of five conference champions now to make the playoff, they have to play their championship at a neutral site. Like, yeah, I think that's horrible that Houston mm-hmm. had to go to Cincy to yeah. again. Like if you're a smaller, another one like uh, um, Appalachian State having to go the Mountain West, having to go to Louisiana Lafayette, like, OK, like Especially you're with not a year really... like that and they're in the top four already. Yeah. Like, right. If they're unranked or if they're 23. Yeah, like that's a different story. But when you're in the top, when you're ranked fourth, that should be like they're they're showing up. Yeah, if you that should be like a a rule. If you as a conference decide, do I want a chance at the playoff? Yes, then you have to find a neutral site stadium Mm -hmm. to play at because Mm -hmm. that's if that's at a neutral site, I think some of those issues that Houston had really playing a road game might not have happened or it might not have like snowballed like it did. You think it'd probably be a boom for the team too, because you can get, or for the schools, because you could probably get sponsors for those neutral site games and stuff like yeah. that too. And yeah, if it's at a neutral site, then you, you know, you can pick a bigger place and pack the house a little bit. So right, I yeah. mean, but you just have to, you know, it, uh, I can see like for Cincinnati and Houston this year, I think you get a lot of people to show up like, Ohio and Texas people are big fans, but like with, you know, not the same thing about app state and, and Louisiana Lafayette, but I think it'd be harder for them to travel to pack the stadium. But you, know, you get some people like if I had a, you know, neutral site championship near me, I would definitely consider going. Well, so. you, you know what the, the um, solution for that could potentially be. And some of these, some of those smaller cities, like that, I guess not really small cities, but some of those smaller conference things, they have soccer stadiums. I mean, the Chargers literally played at where um, the Galaxy play. Mm-hmm. So you can still have a nice professional stadium. Yeah, that's a good point. That I, I know that like some of them are smaller, like 20,000, but I just feel like you could you could work it out. Yeah. You could find some options. sort of yeah. middle ground between maybe a full professional stadium and um, you know your college stadium. You can find, go play at a different college. Like yeah. just, yeah. I, I feel like that's especially in that case, like I, I, I think that's a unfair advantage that um yeah that none of the other conference champions got. So yeah. But um okay, next one, Big Ten. Uh Michigan, Iowa. I feel like Mike and I definitely felt pretty comfortable about a blowout. Joe, again, you're close to it, so you don't want to get your hopes up. Um, I mean it yeah, was close. I, I thought they were gonna early. win, I just didn't know by how much. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, I, it went I just didn't, exactly I was thought. I don't know if you guys bet this, but I, I waited. I didn't even, I didn't want to take the, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want to take it early. On. <laughs> yeah, I waited. Um, I got it at nine and a half. I think it started at like 12. I think ten, I got, I think I got 10, 10 and a half. half. Yeah. Did you? I think I got it. So I wanted to get it under 10, just uh touchdown field goal. I wanted to get it under that. So I did. Didn't really matter, but. <laughs> I bet I went big. I put hundred bucks on it. So that was, that was Ooh. the ultimate, maybe not the ultimate sad fans or sad game, but like the look of defeat on Iowa fans. Oh my God. Like they, they just knew early, like we're in for a bad time here. Yeah. They, they did post, uh, I don't know who posted it, but there, like, it was after like the first touchdown or two, some of the fans were just had their hands in their yeah. hands in their, 
in their face and just not not feeling it. It's no, just one not, of those not a good time. No, yeah. it's just one of those things where the off the defense Iowa's defense can only play so well mm-hmm. for so long until that the Iowa offense just breaks their their back and that's and what we've been saying this right? every like, week. You know yeah. exactly what you're getting. No offense, good defense, but not good enough to carry a whole team. No. No, so. you have to you have to be elite and especially like it'll that, work against the Rutgers or maybe the Maryland's, but right. Not any I don't think anyone better than that really. If you're on the field for like three quarters of the game, it doesn't matter how good you are, like it, you're gonna break. And then against a team like Michigan that just wants to physically punish you, like you get to a point where you're done getting hit knowing that your offense is just gonna punt it in three plays. Did like, you guys watch this whole game? Uh no. Did you guys see the the it was a backwards pass to Donovan Edwards, the five star running back, and he chucks it up to uh Sanistro or someone. So we've got a, a running back throwing a touchdown, but then also JJ McCarthy came in later, threw a bomb, or no, sorry, he threw like a screen or, or handed it off, but he hauled his ass up there like 50 yards. Oh, it was I like did a see that. 70 yard run, yeah, tries to block two different players. He, I mean, he didn't get a good hit on him. But he, he got enough and he he was faster than Blake Corum. Like he was moving. <laughs> so that'll that's gonna be fun to watch. I mean, he he played well. Yeah, dude. In the in the limited stamp, snaps that he had. But it's gonna be but, fun to watch those 10 plays a game next year, too, right? We'll see. <laughs> hey, you know, all it takes is one injury. And I said this about about Ken Kenny Walker. Yeah. One injury. I'm I'm glad we have him there, both of them in place. Cause if someone gets hurt, I don't Kate- Cade better watch out. All of a sudden, McCarthy's going to be, you know. It's like Mighty Ducks when he's putting, feeding them cupcakes and stuff. Yeah, he's going to be putting know, like dude, divots I mean, in the ground and stuff. To, spring you know. ball. You know, that's where you make your case. So sure. who knows what could happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, and then the last game, Pitt, Wake Forest. Um, didn't watch it. Wasn't comfortable no. with Pitt um, because they the games that it, it's just ever since Narduzzi's been there, it it's almost guaranteed that they'll win the games they're not supposed to. And then they'll, even in a great year, like they did this year, I mean, they lost to Western and they lost to who was the other loss. It was another terrible loss. Um, I can't remember who it was like Syracuse um, or something. No. Um, and um, Western Michigan and yeah. NC state. It's just like, you can't, I, I, paying attention more because my in-laws i just couldn't trust them i could trust the over which hit are they traveling <laughs> was oh well i guess you already talked about this but i know mike mentioned before that there's a lot of big uh big pit fans so i didn't know if a lot of people were traveling for this game Yinzers. I, it was dude i i watched the game it was it was a blast man it was just so fun like you know it, where was watching that pit win a game where they should i'm not sure where let me charlotte uh like uh first yeah charlotte bank, that's right bank, Whatever yeah. the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. It was yeah, fun. It, I had some friends there. They had a blast. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was cool to see Pitt kick some ass, dude. And uh, like I said, Kenny Pickett with the Hezzy there. It was <laughs> fantastic. I watched this one more than I watched. Actually, I was watching this one. And I turned on Michigan and Iowa. I was like, yeesh. And I just whooped it on back. I will say one thing that that happened today that'll be something to watch uh, for Pitt is their offensive coordinator today resigned uh, kind of out of the blue. So hmm. this is the guy that's been with Pickett for the last three years and really has been the architect so not, of this offense. He's just done. 
yeah. or after this year? No, no, like resigned huh. immediately. Um, no word. Or at least that was earlier today. I don't know if there's been any reports on why, but obviously that makes you turn your head there. Um, yeah. It's definitely either for medical reasons or for, for other maybe potentially bad reasons, but yeah, Whipple, Whipple, is that his name? Hipple. Um, but yeah, something to look, look at. Uh, it'll be interesting game because Pitt's pass defense is equally as bad and Michigan state's offense can throw the ball pretty well. It's going to be exciting, baby. Whatever that over under is, I have a feeling that it's high. I think Pitt's favored by four to begin with. Um, The sports book and watch that one. It'll MGM uh, should be fun. Oh, no, no, no. Live in my hometown. Baby. The old Latrobe one. Mm-hmm. Mm. The uh, Arnie Palmy one. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Arnie Palmy alert. Um, okay, so why don't we, now that the, uh, I, I wasn't sure whether the playoff was going to, I forgot that they had the show on Sunday, and typically the rankings come out on Tuesday um, throughout the year, but uh, we can we can touch on this. So they gave uh, Alabama the one seed, and playing Cincinnati the four, and then they gave they gave Michigan the two, right? Mm-hmm. And then yep. Georgia they just the three. So, do you guys have any problems with that? Uh, with how they ordered these teams? No, I don't have a problem. I mean, you could, there's a case to be made for Michigan to, to bump to one, but I think right. Alabama and Michigan are very close. I mean, Alabama lost to A and I don't know what they were ranked at the time. Do you do you, Mike? Unranked, I think. Yeah. And then Michigan lost to Michigan State. I think they were seven nine something like that yeah top. and then think, michigan they, beat ohio state who was number two and they were five and then alabama just beat number one so i mean i would say they're like neck and neck like i think alabama's gonna get it every time just based on their success over the last 20 years i, I think that they didn't want to do Mi- georgia too because then you have alabama georgia automatically Hell yeah I don't, I don't like to- that Hell had to freeze over for them to put them back back to back. You're yeah. right. I, I do think this is fair just because of where Georgia has been seen as. So beating them in general, especially the last but, game of the year before this, I think was always going to and, and Alabama was already in the way in which they beat them. Had it been a close game, I think even though the committee might not have wanted to do Alabama Georgia. It would make more sense because the way in which Michigan won was so convincing and the way in which they would be Ohio state was so convincing that it's like, okay, they have, but Alabama just kicked the crap out of Georgia. And if, if that wasn't the case, then I think that I would be sitting here saying, okay, even though you don't want to do that game back to back, you kind of have to, because Michigan has looked like the better team. Given that Alabama beat Georgia so convincingly, that's where I think that the committee can be like, okay, you know, you beat the number one team, you kick the crap out of them, you're your number one seed. I also think like the committee then might have snaked Cincinnati to three. I just, I really think they would have tried everything in their power. Oh, and dropped Georgia to four? Yeah, I think they would have tried everything in their power to avoid them just playing again in well, the semifinal. Well, but then, but then you. Well, the buildups just no, better because like, it's yeah, it's right. like where are you gonna do then? You're because if it's a close game, you drop Georgia by three three spots. That wouldn't make any sense either. No. So so I have a, a deeper question. Do we think Georgia was overranked to begin with going into this week? Now with what, I mean they won other the, games, yeah. sure, but look with what, what EJ played. just said, yeah, it, given that Clemson has stunk it up this year, yeah, Clemson. Given what EJ just said, that actually makes more sense. If you did Alabama, 
Cincinnati is two three, and Michigan, Michigan one Georgia, Georgia four. is one four. I guess it doesn't matter because it's no. still going to be the same matchup. But like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I wonder if they considered that. But yeah, I'm just looking at Georgia's schedule at this point. I think everyone's just considered them every week after week. They've considered them kind of the the bar. But I'm looking who have they beat. They beat all. I mean Auburn, Kentucky, all decent teams, but. Not it's, Alabama. It's it's just the SEC bias. Yeah. This is one of the best examples of Tennessee, it where Mizzou, it's just assumed that Florida. the league of SEC is better. Their medium, their middle to lower tier teams yeah. are better than another conferences, which I'm you can make that argument, but I feel like I feel like that takes into account that situation because you're right. Like Auburn is now not ranked and has three or four losses and Florida is not ranked and has six losses and you know what I mean? So, yeah, but well, they're the look, sec. So the question would be, would a six loss big 10 school be a six loss sec school? And I think right. 90% of people would say, no, might not be the case. They don't play those games. I wish they would. Well, now, settle we, now we get to see it in bowl season, right? Cause that's where it yeah. all comes out in the wash. Because I think if I'm not mistaken, every sec team, except for Vanderbilt is bowl eligible. Um, let me check on that. But what you can make an argument for is obviously they cannibalize each other. Every conference yeah. does. Florida six, everyone's six and six or better, except for Vandy. The difference is what you could probably look to is do other teams like the Big Ten, uh, the ACC, the Pac-12, do they play better non-conference games? The middle of that conference, which will bump them out of bowl. Like if, if they're the same in the conference, right, they cannibalize each other in the conferences, but then, you know, the, the bad SEC schools don't play anyone good to begin, you know, non-conference, then that kind of boosts them because yeah. they think their conference is so tough, right? Well, it, like, it, it's one of those yeah. weird things. Like yeah. you can make an argument all day. Yeah. And that's what we'll see. We'll see it in bowl season because you, you have all those teams out there and, you know, if they get waxed, that's like, well, you know, kind yeah. of fudged up on this one. And we're also going to see, cause now Michigan, is going to go against the top, you know, if they beat Georgia and then they get they get Alabama up, most likely. I, I mean, unless anyone here thinks that the Bearcats have a chance. I think – I just think college football is long overdue, and I hopefully an expanded playoff will, will change incentives. But they're long overdue from having, like, an ACC Big Ten ch- challenge like they do in basketball, like long overdue of actually like forcibly scheduling Getting creative a non-conference power five team each year so that you can have like in basketball, it's very easy to know which conference is better because almost all of them have this kind of um, crossover crossover where you can say, listen, Big Ten won 10 out of 15. Yeah, or, the problem, I mean? the problem is basketball is not the contact sport that football is you can't add three more games because then you're going to have health issues and all that are you saying take away a big 10 game or two and substitute no i would just say so if you have your your conference schedule and then you Mm -hmm. always have three Mm non-conference make one of those non-conference games a power five like rotation like come up with and i think that's what the alliance is going to do yeah that doesn't include you're still going to have you're still going to have kind of some teams are going to get the better some are going to get Alabama. Some are get, like a, a, I'm thinking Big Ten teams here. Some are going to get Alabama and some are going to get Vanderbilt. And then yeah. you're still going to have this discrepancy of like, 
Oh, they played Alabama, but they, you know, it's not going to be even no matter what. Everyone's not yeah. playing the same well, teams. There's always going to be issues. But, I would, yeah, I see what you're saying. I would assume that they, I mean, they do this in basketball. They never put like Michigan or Michigan State against the bottom of the ACC, right? They always play a pretty but, comparable yeah. team. But that's what so I'm saying. So, Illinois, so it's Illinois Vanderbilt then, right? Yeah. But, so what if, what if, what if Rutgers goes nuts, they go ham and they have a great season? <laughs> And then they can't defend themselves because they're not getting that opportunity. That's what I'm you, saying. Like you also have never going to have a basketball tournament that is more than thousand teams. Yeah. You have, you have no, no, I'm not teams. No, I'm so talking if, about if the you, challenges. So you have the big well, 10 right. ACC, yeah. you have the PAC but, 12 does one with right. Another conference. But you can schedule those games because at the end, it's not going to impact you and keep you out of the tournament. Yeah. Given the way the tournament is now, it would impact those teams. Now, if you expand the tournament to like, Eight teams or sixteen teams. Yeah, then that's what can, I'm saying. Yeah, that's they're, what they're going to have to. More logical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. That just needs to happen. Like I think it's long overdue. Where I, I'm not saying that like seeds five through eight are going to make a big fight and and win the college playoff, but I just think there needs to be more incentive for teams to be okay losing two games, and 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 still make the playoff like still have a chance right now you don't have a chance unless you're alabama or mm -hmm. the other sec west team that year right like i i think they it's just be better for college football in general if they incentivize these schools because then you're going to have schools that and coaches that want the challenge at the beginning of the year right like shit i want to play um say kentucky because to, to better prepare myself, Michigan State, say, to play a Penn State and a Michigan later See, on in the year I, versus I would playing even, like I would even Eastern. consider doing it at the beginning of the year and towards like the not the end, but like the yeah. middle of the year. Because sure. then like you have like like interrupt the meat of your conference schedule to go do this, you know, and it, it is definitely more competitive. Like you have to be up more, you know, because like, OK, I might have to go, you know, if you're Michigan State or Michigan, for example, instead of playing like, you know, R Rutgers the week before your game, you have to go play Texas A&M, right? You know, so you got to be up at a higher level more. Yeah. I think that <clears throat> end of the season would be tougher because, you know, you have so many like rivalry, you know, rivalry sure. week is a huge thing. So um, also you don't, don't want to, you, you don't want to risk injury, you know, for, for games like that, if you don't have to. Mm. You can injure it, it yourself tough. playing a shitty team. Like, well, you can, but like chances are, if you're playing someone and go up thirty, your best players aren't going to be out there to get hurt. I think if they promised schools that if there was enough of a playoff, like enough spots where it's like you win your conference, you're in. It doesn't matter how many losses you that, have. That's what it is. It has I, to be if, you if win you, your conference, you're in. I think then you will just. I think I you're like still going to have the cowards. The, what does the Notre Dame coward do? programs? They have to join a conference. That's off, that's dude. incentive for them to to man. join the ACC. It's that's not Brian Kelly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, I just think <laughs> or that his that, family. Right. I, I think that would just Sorry. be better. You'd have. I have even won all my games yet. <laughs> I do have, declare. You'd have coaching like you'd have coaches that want the challenge and would embrace it like they do in basketball you'd still have the coward schools that don't schedule anyone but then that could hurt them because you're going to have these other schools that have played you know good, well, good points to it and games. say we did yeah. this 
and it, your it builds your strength of schedule. It sure. just helps you in general, like Michigan state, you play Oklahoma to begin the year, you know, where you're measured at, right? You have a good measuring stick to, to figure well, things out before. Yeah. You but get that game you could season. sneak by. Cause they're probably gonna have like a rattler playing. <laughs> hey, I, I'm just saying it would be, you're still playing better competition than you would if you're playing yeah, yeah. Western and playing sure. Jacksonville state. Like I think there would be a good amount of coaches, good coaches that would, schedule these good and some of these schools do it now but like if it's actually a forced or kind of a, a rotating schedule of home and aways with some of these power five equal power five schools um i, I think it would just be better all around but without an expansion of the playoff it's never gonna happen so i i think we'll get see. there i mean it it has to eventually i feel like how long do we have to bitch about the bcs before we got <laughs> the playoff yeah. you know so yeah, it uh, it'll it'll be good. I mean, I get the argument where you know you're, the, the again like the 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 next five schools. If you look at it this year, probably aren't is you know aren't cream of the crop like the first four. But I think it's still just the idea of incentivizing better games throughout the year, um, because you don't feel pressured to only lose a game or no games. Right, you you feel comfortable playing some of these better schools uh, throughout the year and without being penalized. Yeah, so I mean, look at look at look at the top what 10 well top 25 there's no undefeated team anymore so right everyone's usually going to lose a game so yeah while, while i think let's these like recognize that well cincinnati's undefeated <laughs> right yeah. so if you did like i think this year even if you had the one through eight and you all played i feel like you'd get some really fun matchups now again some of those lower seeds probably don't make the semifinal maybe or don't make the final but i still think some of those playoff games would be fun between get some oklahoma state mm-hmm. and notre dame and um, michigan state and a uh, pittsburgh right give them like, a chance yeah those are going to be great games that are fun to watch and then give them like you said you make a, a lot chance. more money too right I, I think that's the other thing is the bowl situation like right like that's a tough thing because they have get people to sponsor stuff yeah you, you have this bowl system it's gonna hard have for them to break at their, it. at theirs like <laughs> yeah no just possible just sorry scott sorry Stapp. sorry sorry creed you're not invited <laughs> not creed. just scott stat the lead singer of creed so what is he allowed to sing everything nothing probably everything I he guess. can probably sing it he just can't use their name well who's i name? know that uh the creed like he, he, you can't he use it either dance. <laughs> the band's name. <laughs> but, um, okay, guys, do you want to give um, like uh, predictions for these these semifinal games? I'll give, I'll give games? thoughts. I'm, I'm not giving a prediction. Okay, so what do you guys think about Alabama Cincy? Quick, I think Alabama's going to roll them. Yeah. What What's the spread? Is there an early 14. spread already? Four, Fourteen. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Hammer the hell out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Fourteen in the first ten minutes. What you're saying? Yeah. Take Cincy. <laughs> yeah. Take the points. Yeah, no, you're gonna give those points all day. Um, yeah, they're gonna get murdered. Um, Michigan, Georgia. Where, that one's think? where? Where was the first one at? Like where? Cotton like, Bowl, Dallas, I think. Is it? Yeah. Jerry, Jerry. Oh, World I'm sorry. Thirteen it. and a half now. Money has come Take in it. on the Bearcats. <laughs> yeah. Can I put an extra twenty? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Michigan, Georgia, in Miami. Uh, what do you guys think? I think it's nine now. It was seven and a half. I thought I heard it went up today to nine. Oh, I I haven't seen it. Well, if that's the case, I'm taking Michigan. Yeah, I I like I like that. Like, I mean, I I want them to win. I really think it's going to be closer than everyone's giving Georgia credit, but they just didn't look good against Alabama. I don't know if that was to to Alabama's credit or to or to Georgia's discredit or both. Swinging, dude. I have no idea. But 
I think I think Michigan has a pretty good chance at least. So my thoughts are Alabama very intentionally took Georgia's strength, which is their their front seven out of the mm-hmm. game by not even running the ball. Like they just basically said, not gonna do it. Like they did it occasionally, but like really the game plan was just throw the ball. So if you're Michigan, while they've proven they can throw the ball, the question is, will are they willing to throw the ball more than they're willing to run it to to win the matchup, right? And because I don't well, know with that front seven, I just don't know if running it at them is the way to go. Well, I, I think I think Michigan can and will throw the ball enough to open it up so that they can run and then they will start running and pounding it. Or if they get up, they're just going to pound it and then they'll throw a pass here and there. I mean, look at Iowa, that second touchdown, they pitched it or and they tossed it to Donovan Edwards and he threw a 70 yard touchdown. I mean, you, they can get creative if they want to, but I, yeah. I think they can pass if they really I, need to. I will say too, that like Georgia has a strong front seven, mm-hmm. but the way the Michigan offensive line imposed their will against Ohio state, if they do that again against Georgia, like I, I know it's a different level of, of, I think that Georgia has a better front seven than Ohio State for sure. I think but they, they be a good test. Thousand. They really, I, I mean, they looked really, really good. I get that it was at home. I get that it was Ohio State rivalry game, but like, I mean, oh, buddy, that was those are some, those are some men out there th- just imposing their will. So two Doing two things for me. The line is eight and a half now, at least on FanDuel, from plus eight and a half for Michigan. And for as a Michigan fan, I love that they've already exceeded my expectations. They won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State. Uh, I, I think from my perspective, they I love that they're playing Georgia, who's been one all year, and then Alabama. Beat the best to be the best. I love it. Jesse, well, no, Ric Flair said, if you want to be the best, you got to be the best. Not And and who is Ric Flair a fan of? It's true. He is a Wolverine fan. Yep. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think, I don't think it'll be a blowout. I don't. I just, I, I think Michigan's going to have to come out of their comfort zone a little bit um, to, to, to get past. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but especially after losing to Alabama like that, like, they're 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 gonna be angry and yeah. when you have three defensive linemen and a linebacker that are all gonna be top 20 picks this year um so you're doubting Cade uh, no I think I'm doubting Harbaugh's uh, like willingness to throw the ball more and and eliminate those guys like I think that's what you have to do I think Michigan has the players I so, think Cade's shown that he can do it but well, I think so they're gonna Kirk, have to throw it outside against also, that secondary yeah. I don't think smart. running it up the middle Kirby Smart has an entire month to plan for this game. True. And Kirby Smart is quite the defensive mind. So, again, I I think that it's – Michigan has the tools to do it. Like, I think they have the horses to get done. I think that that line's insane. I think that's way too high. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Yeah, I I think that line's too high. Yeah. I also – I think Michigan's balanced enough. I mean, they have three running backs – that can easily go for a hundred and their, their, their wide receiver core is where I really thought they were going to struggle this year because Ronnie Bell went out game one, two, yeah, early. uh, our best receiver. So I think they've honestly really picked it up, um, between, I mean, we've got 
Sanistril, um, oh, what's his name? The kid that had a hundred yards on Anthony. Yes. Andrew Anthony, um, Eric all like the, you, the tight ends. You guys they, have it. They've, I, they've got the pieces. I think yeah. it just depends on how they use them. So yeah. we'll see. I, I, I think, I think this is a game where whatever team gets up that goes to their advantage, right? I think Michigan's defense is good enough to cause Georgia problems. Um, and if Michigan gets up, I think that plays to that uh, advantage of letting those two pass rushers just go ham, right? Um, but if they get down, it'll be interesting to see because then it's the the flip side, right? Then Georgia's dogs can yeah go so at I, you. So. I think I think Georgia has the better can defense, get first. but Michigan has a better offense. So it's yeah. kind of like who's gonna break? I, yeah, I, I think or who's if, who's who's weaker side of the ball is gonna break or like, be. I think Alabama showed, and I think they talked about during the broadcast, it was just like the, the secondary of Georgia hadn't been tested and yeah. it, it wasn't any good. And it's again, like it's because Alabama deliberately said, there's no way you're going, we're not running Brian Robinson up the middle. It's not happening. We're going to throw it to the outsides. Mm-hmm. And if those corners make plays, they make plays. And I think that's if Michigan wants to win, they at least have to do that more than they typically like to do early, right? Like maybe they have to spread them out to run the ball better. I just yeah. think if they, there's also been a lot of talk about Gaddis showing through the last half of this latter half of the season, rather than Harbaugh where yeah. Harbaugh has been run, run, run. Right. And Gaddis seems to have his, his fingerprints on it more. So hopefully that's. Yeah. I don't know, man. I also, I just, I just want to see some hogs go at it, dude. Just put your dick on. The you love the ball. big boys. I, I do. I think it's going to be a great matchup. Georgia's front seven against Michigan's offensive line. Like what I saw from that Ohio state game, dude, I just want to see just the hogs just getting down and dirty. Just put your dick on the table. Who's the bigger man. I, I think that's what, I mean, if, if Jim Harbaugh is the one calling the plays, I think that's what he's going to go for. I, I know that's what Kirby Smart's going to go for. So, you know, just who's who's the bigger man? It's time to nut up or shut up, you know? And I, I think that is going to be the – I think that's going to be the story of the game. It's going to be one and loss between Michigan's offensive line and the Georgia front seven. Now, having said that, it'll probably be one just the complete opposite. Like that's probably how it'll go. Cause that's the way these things go. So I love yeah, it. I think both will be great games. Yeah, no, I, well, no, I don't think Alabama since he's going to be oh, great game. for Mike. Oh yeah. <laughs> good yeah, for good. me. Although losing Robert Mechie for the year is. Gonna yeah. Be tough. I saw that. That's uh, going to be tough. doesn't matter. They're just going to throw it to Williams 70 times. Like uh, if if Cincinnati he's not ejected. That's true. Or maybe he doesn't even want to play. You know, he has the pros to look forward to. You know, he has a stock to worry about. He can't really get hurt in this meaningless game Juicy for him. Thibodeau. You know? Thibodeau went to the declared for the draft. Yeah, He's done. yeah why would you? I, if I'm yeah. him, I wouldn't play in that bowl game either. Yeah. I take that business decision. There's Who been are too they many. Playing? I have no idea. And they don't uh, have a coach. Nope. Yeah, I'd be out. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't play. Um, okay, so we have. In the Alma Bowl. In the Alamo Bowl. Oh, well, Oklahoma with uh, um, Venable. Is he going to coach in that game? I thought. Stoops so that's was. a question. Can you coach if you're just tired? Then if you're just tired, I, I would assume so. Why not? Why would you, though? Does you have to install your program? You're yeah, taking someone else's playbook. That's I don't tough. think that works. 
I mean, someone's got to do it. But yeah, I, I but think it would like, make more sense for a, a an OC or DC to do it. This has to have happened before. How do yeah. we not know what happens here? What I would say, though, is Venable can't just wait. I mean, in Oklahoma, waited a little too long anyway. Um, not really their fault, but they've lost a lot of kids in the transfer portal already. Sure, yeah. And I think they, I, I don't know when the, the you, you can back out, like you can say, JK, um, there is a deadline for that, but... If you're Venables, I, I don't even know if it's important to win the game. It's important just to get there and like talk to these kids and keep these Show kids. face, yeah. Like, oh, I guarantee even if you, he's there working, but yeah, I don't know if he's actually coaching. Coach, I would coach that game. I would just still have the game plan, the two coordinators or whatever it is, right? I would. You, you can still game manage without... I just feel like, have we seen this situation in the past? Where yeah, sure, it had something. to have happened. Just not paid attention. Well, pay attention this year. Because we're going to have to talk about it next year. So pay attention. Well, I mean, Marcus Freeman, I mean, that's a little different because he's already on staff. But Well, I mean, yeah, no, I'm saying this situation where someone someone on staff, obviously they take over, right? But like this situation a new where guy. a new coach comes in. Well, does did LSU qualify? I mean, is Brian like Kelly coaching? USC qualified, right? I'm pretty sure they qualified. Yeah. That's, they, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So there's all so these coaches that have moved, I think, in theory. Cause, well, because Coach O said he's not team. coaching it, right? Yeah, no, yeah, that was Coach O's swan maybe, song. Maybe we should apply. To coach? I'll coach the bowl game. I'll coach. One yeah, day contract. Like USC, I'm pretty sure all these, a lot of these programs actually have to, like, they have bowl games. They have to. USC does. They don't have six wins. Who's in really? the Bourbon Bowl this year? No, they're four and five. Oh. The SCLSU, my dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're taking on uh, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Do you know who's coaching? Yeah, uh, Red Bow U is uh, coaching for the uh, for Louisiana, and then uh, I'm pretty sure the SCLSU. I think that their head coach should not get fired. Rocky year. Rocky I thought they were Harvard. playing South Harmon Institute of Technology. Oh, they might be. They might. I think they be. made it this year. Yeah, the shitheads. Yeah. yeah. That's a great movie. I'm gonna watch that movie Thursday night. I don't have to work. Accepted. Friday, so yeah. It's, or oh, no, or Waterboy. I was to say, you're going to oh. watch it instead of watching the Steelers lose again. Lose again, you know baby. We're, we Listen, we won a game. If we win next so did week, we. that's two in a row. If we Same. win another one, that's called a winning streak. Yes. It has what? happened before. That's not a that, thing. Oh, do you know what that means, though? That means a full <laughs> year of Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I know. I actually, uh, we guess beat what? the Ravens at home. I'm ready to lose every other game. I am so ready because you have what happened the last time Mason Rudolph played an entire season. You still won too many games. Miles Garrett okay, killed I'm him. Go piss. I'm out. I'm out of here. This is I'm I'm done. <laughs> um. All right. So betting is horse shit. Last one. We uh we had a new uh better here uh that gave us his bets. Uh, Jeremy, which just happens to also be Joe's little brother. Um, and your he, cousin. And and my cousin as well. He took the over in the um, Appalachian State and Raging Cajun game, and he took the under in the Oregon Utah. He parlayed those together. Yeah, nice and little won. parlay for him. And then he did a second right, parlay. Yes, uh, okay. with the the Road Runners. He took the Road Runners and the me. points, and he took Utah and gave the points in another parlay that he also won. I don't know how much he oh, made yeah, trouble. Did, I think Joe, I sent it to you. We, Joe, yeah, I think it was like a solid 40 on both. I think he bet 25 okay. on each. Yeah, he, Joe, he said I got to talk to your brother because I would have never made those bets. So I, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, he said something about that one. 
putting him in the in the green. So <laughs> maybe you don't want to talk to him, but yeah. oh, he's getting hot. Yeah. He's on wings. Now's the time. And his uh-huh. uh, his birthday's coming up. So uh, by the time this comes out, his birthday. Let's see. When this come out Thursday, his birthday will be Friday. So happy early birthday to him. Happy yes. early birthday. Happy early birthday. And keep an eye on your mail. You uh, might have something coming your way. Oh, and we can also say that there's another person that's born two days later than him, technically a few years before, but Joe's birthday is also next weekend. So big, another big two, happy four. <laughs> early birthday <laughs> for this uh, Papa Thank too. You. So. Yes. And you should be w- looking for something if I don't see you because I have something for you. A little birthday gift. You're going to mail it to me? I don't know. I hope we you live 10 you. minutes away from me. Yeah. Well, you know, we have to, we have to see if we can uh, make some time to uh, see each other. Okay, Mike, you can go pee pee. All right. Just tell us. All right. Take a little tinkle. I, but you, you hurry up because we're getting to the preview here. Let's go. All right, I'll hurry Quick, up. Fast. What should we talk about, Mike? <laughs> Well, we can start this little preview without him. So, sure. the let's let's talk about the trophy here. It's our final trophy in season one. So we've gotten through all of the Big Ten rivalry trophies. So today we're talking about the Governor's Victory Bell, and that is played between the Minnesota Golden Gophers and the Penn State Nittany Lions. So let me hit you guys with some fun facts here. So mm. the first one, this is the last trophy. Said it. It's sad. Um, I think it's been a great, great run here of trophies. Um, this is also the second trophy that Penn State uh, plays for, uh, and that's in addition to the Land Grant Trophy, uh, which we had talked about a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And uh, the reason why we are uh, having this episode so late in the season is because this game was not played this year. Uh, the last time it was played was in 2019, um, and uh, they are scheduled to play next year which is exciting because uh, both these teams i feel like are are um pretty equal uh so these matchups are usually uh pretty good matchups we're gonna so. have a, a pj fleck james franklin uh we know that's gonna be the case both just signed big uh extensions so yes i think it'll be a good good matchup coming up it's i think just... minnesota's definitely showing some promise and and i think penn state is is always decent but they just always have the horses penn state yeah especially next actually classes. next year they're supposed to have the best class right uh they it was early i don't know now i think a couple of five Drops. stars have yeah have have yeah. found I mean, their homes it's gonna happen but but they're gonna be I'm sure a it's top still a 10. solid recruiting class yeah yeah it's definitely still top um probably these definitely top three top in the five. Big Ten. it might yeah. be top two in the big 10 behind uh ohio state not sure uh, the stuff's still fluid, but still should be a really great matchup next year. Um, they should probably play more often. But what are you guys' uh, first impressions here of this uh, this trophy? Tried to give you guys a couple of pictures. Mm. 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 Uh, I like the zoom in on Goldie. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks, pal. Uh, well, let's see, folks. Oh, it's a big boy. Oh, it it's is. a big fella. It's uh, oh, three or gosh. four feet tall. How do, how do we even explain this? Um, What's it, the it, shape at the top? So there's a big trapezoid at the top that mm, says Governor's Victory Bell. Presented annually to the winner of the Penn State Minnesota football game. Established September 4, 1983. 93. 
93. I tell you what, it definitely has some uh, 93 vibes because it's just yeah, like, yeah, nice just, big wooden base. And yeah, then, it's uh, it's just like that, like brown brown ass wood. Yeah, like, there's no stain. There's no brown ass wood. Anything it to it. It's just brown ass wood. Yeah, yeah. Nice chestnut. Mm-hmm. Nice chestnut. Very 90s. And a nice big old bell that says Big Ten Conference on it. Not with the uh, updated uh, logo though. So uh, it's yeah, they're slacking. Yeah, they are a little bit there. Uh, but the bell doesn't like really sway back and forth. It looks like it's just it's like the like it's solid cowbell. Yeah. yeah, like cowbell. It's uh that's that is a sizable trophy. I love love the size of it. Yeah, it's got little plaques, little uh maybe three, six, nine, twelve, what twenty of them? I don't know. Twenty one. Uh three little times plaques. six is eighteen. Is it six? Uh, eighteen One, two, three, plaques. Four, four, six, yeah. Uh so that's got little plaques. I'm guessing that says that the winner did score, something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. At the bottom has uh two logos there are two logos right above that uh, mm-hmm. the school logos and little uh circular pieces there medallion looking i gotta yeah. say goldie back in the 90s looks like i don't know if goldie still is this way but it looks like he has like a squirrel tail the gophers have a tail that big i thought gophers had a tiny tail as opposed to that big ass squirrel tail i i think he does still the mascot still has that tail i don't think i like that why don't, I don't you, know if that's why don't you tweet at him i'm gonna look him. at pictures of gophers <laughs> Because whenever I think of gophers, yeah, no, no, the Caddyshack gopher did not have a big tail like that. Hmm. You're referencing yeah. a movie. What? You're referencing with a, a gopher? A movie yeah, with gopher? a go- Yeah, dude, gophers. Oh, okay. You know what they they do? They do. <laughs> but they don't. They don't have those stupid sweaters. <laughs> they hey, no one. I appreciate the hell out of a good crew neck. Wait, I'll tell you that right now. Hold on. The, the hey, one of the photos up in Minneapolis. Give them a break. One of the, it's cold. One of the photos, the second to last one, has a football on top, and the other ones don't. Um, is that an oh, addition? Oh no, no, no! That that's that's another trophy in the background. I think. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they're in like a trophy room. <laughs> that or is something. deceiving. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Is that the? Uh, which trophy is that? That has to be another one of our. Kind of looks like right? a Super Bowl ball, like yeah, like on top yeah. of the trophy. Would that have been no? Because they have Floyd. They're not the heroes. I'm not sure what that one is. I don't. It could be a I've different s- sport trophy. Uh, I believe on top. Yeah, the um, that's probably well, the hockey trophy. Yeah, it could be. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think they play. I think the heroes trophy was the only other one that had a, a football on it like that. Um, uh, yeah, they they have Floyd oh, the and they have the freedom. bits of broken chair. Yeah, so We've that's got a classic it. mystery here, and boys Paul, and girls. Yeah, and Paul yeah. Bunyan's ask. <laughs> Paul Funyan's ass. Is there a new trophy this year? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we have, that's we a got good Paul Bunyan. We got his axe, and then we have his ass. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. The Midwest, they love Paul Bunyan. You know, just, I'm not, you just wait for it. it, folks. It brings a new meaning to getting them cheeks. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this has got is, some some Liberty Bell uh, vibes with it, obviously, because it's a big bell but i don't know and i don't folks, think i'm a big join fan us of it. next week as we talk about the getting them cheeks trophy presented <laughs> between the winner of x videos and pornhub i still think that we should design our own trophy eventually and uh submit it i just i just did we'll i just did start mocking it up and who who's gonna play for it uh the barstool sports bowl 
It'll be uh, Adriana Chechich and um, Angela White in the Getting Them Cheeks Bowl. Okay. I have no idea who those people are for the record. Yeah, yeah me neither. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. Um, okay, so you what I'm going to tell you guys of the history of the rivalry. I guess in some research. So the first matchup uh, between these two schools was in 1993. Uh, and Penn State won 38 to 20. And Penn State won the first four matchups between the two schools. But Minnesota won the next four after that. Uh, and the series overall is Penn State leads at nine wins to six losses. A lot of history here. Lots of history. A lot of history. So this trophy was first introduced in 1993 um, when Penn State joined the Big Ten. So that was kind of the precipice of doing it. Um, so before we talk about this trophy, for the last time in season one, let Do you want me us to tell you? <laughs> remind you guys what life was like in 1993. Can I tell you what I think about when I think of 1993? Sure. So I think about a couple things. So that was when we moved into our new house and my sister was born in 93. And when she was born, um, the phone just would not stop ringing. It was people calling about my sister. You know, how are you? It's never about like, like the audacity of my aunts and uncles to call and like not ask about me first. They're asking about this new kid on the block. So I just put the phone in the refrigerator and just you know went about my day so it took a good half day for people to figure out where the hell the phone went to um and mike was 14 at the time so yeah. you know, it was a really hard time for him <laughs> and when i think of 1993 i also for some reason i think of pizza hut i think of mm. like pizza hut like when you go in and eat at pizza hut yeah i think of like the, the red cups pizza. I, I get the yeah. red cups, the checkered tablecloths, the the funky stained glass lamps. Yep. I think of the WWF video game, like the arcade machine. Uh, maybe there was a Ninja Turtle machine next to it, and I think of actually going home and watching those Ninja Turtle movies, like the live action ones. Um, it was yeah. always so packed. Oh, every yeah. like Friday, Saturday night. Oh yeah, she had the buffet. Mm -hmm. You had the buffet, you had the yeah. nice pan pizza. And the I Jimmy honestly, buffet, yeah. I, I, I'm not a big fan of Pizza Hut. I probably haven't had oh, it since no, I now was it, like it sucks. Six. I'm surprised they're still open, to be honest. Hey, they got like uh, Craig Robinson and they got like yeah. boxes that have like, you know, it's like a filing cabinet. Has, like, I tell you six what, different things. I, I want, like, I, I see that commercial with the boxes with the filing cabinets. And I think I want to order that. Because like I definitely would like the cinnamon buns, and but I know the pizza's gonna suck, and their breadsticks are god awful. Like they're just not good. They're just, they're just like. When was the last time you had Pizza Hut? Uh, a couple of years ago, because okay. I saw. So you this, haven't tried the new Detroit style? No, I saw this box deal and I got it, and like. Or maybe it wasn't this. Maybe it was like the Big Dipper. It was the Big Dipper box. And I got the breadsticks too. And they're just like, I don't know how to explain a Pizza Hut breadstick. Because it's overcooked and undercooked at the same time. And it feels like they just put like too much oregano and rosemary on it. Like with no butter. Like if you make that buttery yeah, and garlicky. Just dry. Yeah. yeah, it's dry as yeah. hell. It's overcooked and undercooked at the same time. Don't know how that's possible. And it's just, it's gross. And their marinara sauce is gross. It's not sweet. 
It's just everything's too savory over there, except for the cinnamon rolls, which are perfect because Cinnabon makes Pizza Hut cinnamon rolls. Hmm. So I can honestly say I haven't had Pizza Hut since I've been a kid and gone to those what we just described. Like we always had in Michigan, there's quite a few different national chains that are from there with your Domino's and Little Caesars. But we were always Little Caesars. And if we wanted Detroit style, we got Jets Pizza uh, as like a Michigan chain also that um, and then the occasional Hungry Howie's, which is one of my favorites. So you know what was also good? Never on the that Little Caesars that in Davison by you, they had like an eat in. They still dining area. Yeah, with a buffet and everything. It was like a little like competition for pizza hut really hey it's it's straight out of like the 70s and yeah it's still there it's a, a dine it was in great little though. caesar's it, is cc is cc's pizza still open they are yeah there's one in, there's actually one by us i've never been I, but i've seen it i remember one time we had a coupon in college and i got takeout from cc's because it was like oh you don't do takeout because it's dude, a buffet it well it was like four takeout pizzas for five dollars huh. so so cc's was always uh for my high school football team, oh. um, the offensive linemen, if, if you had like good games, a few pancakes or whatever, um, they you would get treated by the offensive line. Mike's kind of game. Um, and uh, as a receiver, I you could still make that list if you had like a good block. And there was one game where I had a crack uh, back block, which would be illegal now. Um, I totally deheaded, you know, beheaded the kid. Um, he was following the ball, you know, and wasn't paying attention yeah, to me. And I... I cracked him, but that game they didn't. After that, they invited me to it, um, but they didn't go to CC's. I got to go to like I don't even know where we went to, like some like sub place. It's like the one time they didn't do CC's that year, uh, that Sounds season. Like, I know. Wow. I felt cool though, you know. I, I got to yeah, hogs, you get to hang you know, out with the big boys, boys. Yeah. yeah. But we I did always not went get to CC's. Eden Park after film on Saturdays. That was oh, the, that those was cookies, move. right? Well, breakfast buffet, dude. You just. <laughs> Go to town on the breakfast buffet. Okay, well, since we've already reminisced a lot, let's uh, let's get through what what happened in '93 when we were all um, very very old. So, first thing here, I wish I would have done more research, but honestly, I didn't have a lot of time to go down this rabbit hole. But in 1993, 7.4 million dollars was stolen from a Brinks armored car depot in Rochester, New York, and. To this day, that is the fifth largest robbery in U.S. history. I love that. I love good heists like that, dude. That's the best. Like the Latanza heist from Goodfellas. That just like, I love it. And there were four suspects. All, um, I believe, were, I don't know if they were officials, but they were all from Northern Ireland. Um, That was was as far as my little uh, Sons of Anarchy action there. Yeah, there you go. That was as far as I got in my research, but I thought that was pretty awesome that there was like, you know, a heist. It's not that long ago, really, to have a heist. Yeah, like, you can't imagine that, that happening today. I love that. Um, next, Super Bowl twenty-seven. This was when the Buffalo Bills became the first team in NFL history to lose three consecutive Super Bowls mm-hmm. as they were defeated by the Dallas Cowboys 52-17. to Good thing they didn't lose a fourth. Obviously, they would have hoped that that stopped there. It unfortunately did not. Um, they would go on to lose a fourth, but they uh, they set a record there. <laughs> that has not been broken. Since. Records so are meant to be broken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't, you know, would I have loved to see four Super Bowls, even if they were losses? I'm still probably going to say yes know, as man. a Lions fan. Uh, you should watch the four falls. Buffalo, I- I've watched it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, next, the Montreal Canadiens 
won their 24th Stanley Cup, defeating the Los Angeles Kings. And that has, uh, to this day, been the last time a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup. It's oh, been yeah. that long. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, it's always kind of like a... American? <laughs> they just always talk about it, I feel like, when the Stanley Cup. They always kind of hint at it. Like, is this the year, especially with the Maple Leafs the last few yeah. years, is this the year that a Canadian team finally wins the Cup again, um, seeing as they created the sport? But, uh, yeah, it's been since 93. Not as bad as if you live on the east side of Pennsylvania, but... <laughs> that is true. Uh, and then one of Joe's favorite movies that I believe is on his body came into theater in 1993. Jurassic oh, yeah. Park. Hold on. Oh, sorry. Say, hold on. No. Wait, go ahead. Keep talking. Jurassic Park was directed by Mr. Spielberg himself was released in theaters for the first time starting the uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Park. Okay. Park. Brian Kelly. Park <laughs> saga in uh, 1993. And the last thing here, there's three famous TV shows that um, I'm sure some of us have either watched all three as a kid um, or at least watched one of them, but they made their debuts in 1993. And that is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, mm. one, Bill Nye, that science guy, two, and one of my favorites growing up as a kid, Rocco's Modern Life, three. Oh, Rocco. The- those are the three three big ones that debuted in 1993. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers has got me. Well, them and the Turtles got me into karate. But here, I just want to. Ah, oh, just. Uh, and that's about all we can do to not get yep. copyright. Yes. I tell you what, John Williams, like, that's the thing. Like, so just a quick, like, segue, like. Spielberg in the 90s, man. Like, you know, has anyone had a better run than Spielberg in the 90s? And uh, the John Williams, like, made like that's the big thing for me with Jurassic Park is like John Williams and his ability to to make the music that really fits it. Because honestly, like, someone else scores that movie, like, is it as good, you know? So, um, you can say that a lot about about a lot of movies that John Williams has scored, but yeah, love that. I mean, you got Jeff Goldblum in his prime. You had uh, Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> Wayne Knight. Samuel Jackson. I mean, it was going to be hard to fail. That one, that one was going to be tough to and fail. Spielberg. And Hit Spielberg. And Spielberg. in the 90s, dude. Schindler's um, List. Saving Prophet Ryan. There you go. And uh, so why don't we get back to the history of this trophy? It's admittedly not a lot. So then acting governor of Pennsylvania, Mark uh, single and the governor at the time of Minnesota, Arne Carlson. Uh, so they established the the governor's victory bell on September 4th, like you guys had mentioned. And that was the date of the first Minnesota Penn State game. So that was what um, marked it. And that game was not only the first game between the two schools in, in school history, but it also was the first Big Ten game for uh, Penn State as they entered into the Big Ten. So that's kind of those two together is why uh, they decided to have a trophy. Um, this is what Governor uh, Single had to say about the game. As the Nittany Lions initial conference opponent, Minnesota always will occupy a special place in Penn State football history, and we think it is appropriate to mark the occasion in this distinctive fashion. Governor Robert Casey was an early supporter of Penn State's move to the Big Ten Conference. I know he always looks forward to future conference games involving the Nittany Lions. 
Um, so that was what he had to say. And then Governor Carlson of Minnesota had similar sentiment. And he said, the Big Ten athletics have been a tremendously positive experience in the life of our state. Minnesota's matchup against Penn State is a historic welcome to, the, to a school that will further enrich that experience for all of us. This trophy marks a very special occasion and will allow us to remember it for years to come. So both governors, very, very excited. It's the second um, trophy that we've talked about that was created by governors, the first being Floyd, that beautiful Floyd uh, trophy that we've talked about a few weeks ago. Um, so what ha happened was an artist uh, came up with the idea and presented it to those two governors prior to kickoff of the 93 game, um, which Penn State won 38 to 20. And um, as you guys kind of talked about, the design has a brass bell, um, which bears the, the logo of the Big Ten Conference, uh, which is suspended in a wooden frame. And at the top, it has the plaque that has the state seals of both states, um, has the um, inscription that talks about it being uh, created or being played between the two schools and created on September 4th. And at the bottom of the base, it has the two logos of the, uh, the school's um, mascots and then also has the individual uh, brass plates that has the scores and the, the years of, of the two schools. Um, so that, that's really it. Uh, the one thing, if you guys want to scroll down that I, I, I did see, and it is talked about, about um, frequently is this trophy does break a lot um, mm. from the base when it is oh, more uh, than once. Yes, it is. It is broken a few times. Um, it is not as sturdy uh, because it looks like just normal wood. And then the bell is a pretty sizable bell. Um, so it probably has some weight at the top half of it. So, um, yeah, and has a, just a tendency to snapped break. right off from the base there, huh? Yeah. They should just probably take the top half of that and, and be done with it, but huh. it'll be for much purpose, purpose there. Yeah. But there you go. So that's, that's all I have for you guys. Uh, so why don't we uh, get to our final rankings for season one here? Uh, so we have, uh, we rank on a scale of one to five in looks, history, rivalry, and then overall, um, which tier we put it in bottom, middle, or top. So Joe, what do you got? What do you think? Well, I don't want to be a downer here. <laughs> looks, going with a one. It's got that 90s look, but not in a good way. Yes, kind of. May would say the same about me. <laughs> that wood, just that. I forget what you call it, chestnut wood. Look. Yeah, yeah. Not chestnut. not great. Um, reminds me of like a desk from the nineties. Um, not not really much craftsmanship going into this either. No. It's just kind of like a bunch of wood with they just fit. The bell doesn't even swing. It looks like. Yeah. I, um, no. Let's see. It breaks. <laughs> A lot. So I'm going one for looks. It is big, though. It is big. Yeah. Uh, history. Also going to go one. Uh, it's not that old compared to a lot any of these, really. It's from the 90s. So not a lot of history there. Uh, there are not many. I mean, I wouldn't consider this a rivalry either, really. Um, getting to the next part, also a one for rivalry. The only reason there's a trophy is because it's the first big 10 game of the of Penn state. So it's, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd even call it a rivalry trophy. It's more of just a trophy to kind of honor that. Cause I don't think these teams really have a rivalry. Do they like, I wouldn't even guess. Not a lot of beef. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, 
Not that you have to have a ton of beef for a rivalry, but I'm going one. So bottom tier for me. Sorry, sorry, boys. One, one across the board and bottom tier. Yeah, right, I'm, Mike. I'm going twos across the board. Uh, I, I do like the size of it. Uh, it. It's a cool concept. It's just not executed well. Uh, you know, history like actually history. I'm going to do one. It's just like it's. Hey, welcome to Big Ten. Here you go. And, yeah, Consolation. Yeah, right. Like a gift yeah. gift bag. Yeah. Now the rivalry I'm going to go two just because, and that has to do with kind of the teams right now because I think they're both like decent programs. Uh, so I'm going to watch yeah. that game, but like, you know, uh, you know, who really cares all that much, uh, in a low tier for me overall. So uh, to your point, I think it will be not necessarily a big rivalry game, but I think the, the competition between these two will only get better. Yes. Um, we mentioned, I think you were just coming back with PJ and Franklin signing those extensions. I think both teams are, are getting better and consist staying consistently good. So I think there'll be more competition, not maybe not a rivalry, but good competition going forward. Yeah. yeah. We'll see um, what becomes. And they don't even play every year too. So that also makes it tough. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of where I was going to go is so for looks, I have it a two. Um, the only reason it's not a one is because I think the bell is unique. Uh, it's not executed very well. The wood looks terrible. Um, Throw some so, stain on there, please. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a two there. History is just a one because not only it's not, Obviously, it's 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 very new. It's only been you know the schools didn't even play each other until uh, Penn State joined the the Big Ten, but there isn't like much cool history it's, behind why it was created, right? So, There's not sorry. something fun. It's new. Like that. It's new, but it's not new enough to to give an excuse for not changing things or not making yeah. it yeah. right because it's yeah. almost what almost thirty years old. Yeah, yeah. So I I guess yeah. So history for me, it's it's. 30 years old, but I think the history of the rivalry itself, because they've only played 15 times also doesn't help. Uh, And that's kind of the rivalry for me is then a one and a half. It's not their fault either. No. And that's the thing. Like the only thing keeping this from a one and is because the games are competitive and the schools are pretty good, but you don't, they don't play each other every year. They play every once every, I think three years because they, um, I don't think they were ever in the same side mm-hmm. of the big 10. So, and that's not their fault. I think the games are competitive, obviously, um, you know, the series is close and, um, both teams have won it recently when they've played, but they only play on average every three years. So it's just kind of hard to, um, to really get something going when, when that's the case. So yeah. this is a, a low tier for me. I get, I get the the thought is there. The I get the idea of creating a trophy to welcome them to the Big Ten, but it's just I don't know. I feel like it's kind of forced. Right. It's like yeah. Penn, Penn State, Michigan State. That works because Penn State and Michigan State play each other on an annual basis. It was the last game of the year for most years throughout there uh, since you know ninety three when Penn State um, joined. So I think like that's the difference here for them. I think if it was maybe flipped where Minnesota was playing them, um, you know, or even what year, about like a feel better about it? But what about like a Penn State Ohio State geographically, they've probably the closest to them. Ohio State? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Rutgers might be closer. Well, yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Maryland. Um, oh, yeah. Maryland's yeah. probably it. So low tier for me as well. Kind of uh, sorry to, to end season one on, <laughs> on the downer, you know, but I didn't obviously. Well, no. Just kidding. It's fives. Though. All fives. About that, though. 
Because so, is well, this the end of season one? I don't know. I don't know. What are you guys well, doing next week? What I will say, though, is this is going to do it for us this week. But we really want to thank you guys all for listening and supporting mm-hmm. um, for these last 17 weeks. It's been really fun for us to do this. Um, it's really the first time that we've done something like this. We're definitely learning as we go. Uh, and um, we really uh, appreciate all your support. Um, so please still follow us on Instagram at whiskers.whiskies. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And stay tuned for something extra from us in the next couple weeks because we might not quite be done with season one yet. Yes, the last trophy. But is it the last hoorah? I think not, my friends. Stay tuned. Follow our Instagram page. We're going to have some breadcrumbs here for these next couple weeks. So, they're not from Pizza Hut. And they're not from Pizza Hut. Uh, for Mike and Joe, I'm EJ. Always remember, too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Cheers, boys. Cheers.